Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinero. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice. And today I'm kicking off a new series called the YQD Masterclass. My intention for this new series is to do a deep dive into various personal finance topics that you might be curious about and want to learn more about. It's my hope that this Masterclass series will help you get a grasp on lots of different topics regarding investing, saving, budgeting, debt repayment, and more. If you're listening to this episode in real time, it's March 1st, 2020, and it has been a hell of a week on Wall Street. The stock market has been in turmoil due to the coronavirus outbreak that has been impacting global supply chains, and folks are running to the hills when it comes to investing. So I thought today's episode would be really timely and appropriate because we're going to talk all about individual retirement accounts, which if you have one and you've been looking at them in the past week or so, you're probably suffering from a case of stomach sickness. So an individual retirement account or an IRA is an investment account that is open to invest in the stock market. By its definition, it is owned by the individual that opens it. So you cannot open an IRA for someone else and someone else cannot open an IRA for you. An IRA is not an investment itself. You can think about it like a house that is empty 
and you need to buy furniture in order for it to feel like home. So the IRA houses the investments that you choose once you have the account open. The reason that IRAs are so popular is because they offer tax advantages that help individuals earmark funds for retirement savings in ways that can benefit you now and also in the future. And we'll talk about those tax advantages in a moment. There are several types of IRAs available as of 2020. Traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, and simple IRAs. For the purposes of today's discussion, we'll only be focusing on traditional and Roth. The biggest difference between a Roth and a traditional IRA is how and when you get a tax break. The tax advantage of a traditional IRA is that your contributions are tax deductible in the year that they're made. The tax advantage of a Roth IRA is that your withdrawals in retirement are not taxed. Let's get into the details about this. In most cases, contributions to traditional IRAs are tax deductible, which means that they lower your tax liability by lowering your gross income. If someone puts $6,000 into an IRA, that person's taxable income decreases by the amount of the contribution. But when you go to take the money out of your account when you're retired, those withdrawals are taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. What I love about traditional IRAs as a business owner is that they help me lower my adjusted gross income because all of the money that I put into a traditional IRA is pre-tax. So if I made too much money in 2019 and I'm going to pay heavily because of taxes, I can offset some of that liability by maxing out my IRA. I want to reemphasize, money deposited in a traditional IRA is taxed upon withdrawal. That's because when you deposit it, it is pre-tax income, which means each dollar you deposit reduces your taxable income by that amount. When you withdraw the money at retirement, both the initial investment and the gains it's earned are taxed at your income tax rate for the year in which you withdraw it. Now, some people have a preference for paying taxes now so that during your retirement years, you can access your money with no tax. If that's more of your style, then a Roth IRA is what you're looking for. Roth IRAs don't benefit from the same upfront tax break that traditional IRAs receive because contributions are made with after-tax dollars. So a Roth IRA won't reduce your tax bill the year that you make contributions. Instead, the tax benefit comes at retirement when your withdrawals are tax-free. So despite the lack of a tax break today, a Roth IRA can be a great way to minimize your taxes over the long term. And that's because earnings always grow tax-free. This is true no matter what type of investment you hold in your Roth IRA. It also is true no matter how large your profits are. If you contribute $10,000 and earn $100,000 or even a million dollars for that matter, the earnings will still grow tax-free. By comparison, you pay income tax when you withdraw contributions or earnings on a traditional IRA. If you contributed $10,000 to a traditional IRA, and earned that same $100,000 or $1 million, you would owe taxes on those earnings at your ordinary income tax rate. That is the most important distinction between having a Roth and having a traditional IRA. Now we're gonna do a lightning round where I'm answering several common questions 
about the differences between traditional and Roth IRAs when it comes to how much you can contribute and what your eligibility criteria is. So question number one, is there an age limit? For Roth IRAs, you can contribute to a Roth IRA at any age. Traditional IRAs require that you are under age 70 and a half to contribute to a traditional IRA. Next question. How does my income affect how much I can contribute? For traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, you cannot exceed the amount of income you earn that year. You also cannot exceed the IRS imposed limits, which we'll get into in a second. Now, for traditional IRAs, there are no additional restrictions based on your income, but for Roth IRAs, you can actually become eliminated for eligibility based on your modified adjusted gross income. And we'll talk about what that means. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, wow, Roth IRAs sound like this magical freaking unicorn investment vehicle, you're pretty much correct. The fact that you can contribute after-tax dollars and get all types of investment returns that you don't need to pay taxes on is a pretty big deal. And it makes sense why the IRS would phase out eligibility based on higher income earners. So essentially what that means is that your ability to contribute to a Roth IRA is reduced based on how much you make. So for 2020, the Roth IRA income limits and contribution limits are as follows. If your filing status is single, head of household, or married filing separately, if you didn't live with your spouse during the year, you are eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA if you earned less than $124,000. You're able to contribute the maximum annual contribution, which for 2020 is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50 or $7,000 if you're 50 and older. If you earned between $124,000 up to $139,000 with that same filing status, your contribution is reduced. And if you earned $139,000 or more, you are not allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. Now, there is a way around that called a backdoor Roth, but I won't get into that in this episode. You can absolutely connect with a financial advisor or tax professional. If you're married filing jointly or a qualifying widower, if you made less than $196,000, you are eligible to contribute at the maximum, which again is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50 or $7,000 if you're 50 or older. If you made between $196,000 up to $206,000, your contribution is reduced. And if you made $206,000 or more, you are not allowed to contribute to a Roth. If you're married filing separately and lived with your spouse at any time during the year, you're only eligible to contribute to a Roth at a reduced contribution level if you earned less than $10,000. If you earned $10,000 or more, you are not allowed to contribute to a Roth. So, Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. A personal example. My husband and I, we had a great year financially and we started approaching those income limits for contributing to a Roth IRA. So my plan for 2020 is actually to max out my 401k at work, which would reduce my tax liability because it would lower my adjusted gross income based on the fact that the money that I am putting into the 401k would be pre-tax. And so by doing that, I'm maintaining my eligibility for a Roth. Now, obviously, you know, if you are making half a million dollars a year, you're not going to be able to reduce your liability to the point where you can actually still qualify unless you just have a magic calculator. But for most of us, just making those tweaks in your adjusted gross income can help you maintain eligibility for these accounts for years to come. The next question is, what are the contribution limits for IRAs? Now, you heard me mention this a little bit in the answer to the last question, but just to reiterate, for the 2019 tax year, as well as for 2020, If you are under the age of 50, you can contribute up to $6,000 into an IRA. If you're age 50 or older, you can contribute up to $7,000. Now, I just want to clarify, that doesn't mean that you can open six IRAs and contribute $6,000 in each one. What you could do is open six IRAs and contribute $1,000 into each one each year. But I don't know why you'd want to do that unless you just love logging into a ton of accounts and having a shit ton of passwords to track. The next question is, can I claim my contribution as a deduction on my tax return? Now, as a reminder, with Roth IRAs, there is no deduction to make because you already paid taxes on it. So you're sacrificing your contribution deductions now for the tax-free income in the future. With a traditional IRA, you may be able to deduct some or all of your contributions depending on whether or not you or your spouse are already covered by a retirement plan at work, as well as based on your adjusted gross income. 
The next question is, will I pay taxes on withdrawals? With a Roth IRA, you won't pay taxes on your withdrawals of your contributions as well as your earnings as long as you take them after you've reached the age of 59 and a half and you've met the five-year holding period. Okay, okay. So there's a rule for Roth IRAs that you have to have them open for five years prior to taking any withdrawals on top of meeting the 59 and a half year age requirement. So that is the date where you either first contributed directly to the Roth by opening it and funding it, if you converted a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, or if you rolled over a Roth 401k or Roth 403b to the Roth IRA. You're required to keep track of this five-year holding period so that you don't get taxed. So it's really important for you to know when your Roth IRA was opened so that you're not penalized for taking withdrawals from the account before meeting that five-year eligibility period. With a traditional IRA, you'll pay ordinary income tax on withdrawal of all traditional IRA earnings and any contributions that you originally deducted on your taxes. The next question is, is there a penalty for withdrawals taken before age 59 and a half? For a Roth IRA, there are no penalties on withdrawals of Roth IRA contributions. So contributions, again, is the money that you have physically put into the account. If you tried to withdraw earnings before the age of 59 and a half, you will be taxed at a 10% federal penalty. With a traditional IRA, there is a 10% penalty tax on withdrawals of both contributions and earnings. That 10% penalty is on top of the ordinary income tax that you'll pay on early withdrawals or any withdrawals for that matter. The last question is, will I have to take required minimum distributions? So essentially what that means is that the government requires you to start withdrawing your money from traditional IRAs because guess what? They need their tax money and they know that by forcing you to take your money out of a traditional IRA, which you have not paid taxes on, that they can then charge you taxes. Knowing that, you must take your first required minimum distribution from your traditional IRA by April 1st of the year following the year that you reach 70 and a half. Isn't that language fucking amazing? I mean, really, like they just really don't want people to understand this. But essentially, in April of the year, after you turn 70 and a half, you have to start taking required minimum distributions. And then every year after that, you need to take your required minimum distributions by December 31st. Now, for Roth IRAs, it's completely different. There are no required minimum distributions during your lifetime. So a Roth IRA is a great tool for estate planning if you want to create generational wealth that you want to pass on to the next generation. You can absolutely do that via a Roth IRA because you don't have to use that money while you're alive if you don't have to. You can designate a beneficiary to take over your Roth IRA when you're no longer alive. So guys, to wrap this up, some key takeaways from today's episode. IRAs are tax advantage investing tools for individuals to earmark their retirement savings. Depending on your... My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. 
Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Employment status, IRAs can be of various types and have different tax liabilities. If you withdraw money from an IRA before 59 and a half, you usually are subject to an early withdrawal penalty of 10%. There are income limitations for contributing to Roth IRAs and deducting contributions to traditional IRAs. And rules regarding maximum contributions and income limits for IRAs change every year. As always, I recommend that you consult a tax advisor on your specific situation to figure out what the best option for you is when it comes to investing in an individual retirement account or IRA. I hope that you found this masterclass launch episode super informative and it gave you a little bit more clarity around IRAs. There's so much interest and buzz around how to maximize your retirement planning and your retirement goals. And I think understanding IRAs is one of the first steps that I would suggest to anyone who's looking to start investing in the stock market. Now, as always, if you're loving this podcast and if you're loving this episode, share it with your friends and family, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the purple app on your phone. And if you have any questions about IRAs, make sure to email me at info at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, and I'll be sure to answer your questions, whether it's responding on email or we might even feature an episode on the show based on your question. So until next time, stay informed, stay educated, and stay poderosas. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.